Hi everybody, welcome to episode 6 of Don't Be a Stranger. My name is Soph Corcoran and I'm here with a very special guest today, Dean Humphreys. Uh, good afternoon. How are you doing today? Uh, it's bright and sunny so far, so I'm yeah. doing great. It, it's, it was rough this morning, it was 49. Actually, I like it when it's cold. Really? Yeah. Not a warm... Uh, where are you from? Uh, I'm originally from New York City, but okay. I went to college in Vermont. Oh, okay. My dad is convinced. I, he paid for me to ski for four years. Yeah, wow. So the colder it is, the better. Yeah, oof. I hate... I'm from... I'm, like, born and bred in Philly, so... Okay. I'm very used to just, like, snow every two years, and then kind of just, like, warm, like, murky weather the rest of the time, so... um I'm totally okay. The warmer, the better. It's, it's funny. I'm from New York City. I should like the warm. Yeah. And I love it really cold. Mm -hmm. My wife is from upstate New York near Niagara Falls. Yeah. She hates the cold, hates the <laughs> snow. So, yeah. What part of New York City are you from? I love New York. I try to go as much as I can. So I was uh, born in lower Manhattan, mm -hmm. lived in Brooklyn in um, Pro South Prospect Park area until I was about yeah. six years old. Mm -hmm. And then my dad moved us out to Westchester County in a small town called Bronxville. Bronxville, yeah. yeah, I, we, me, so, uh, and the rest of, like, Cab, and then Ren, the other co-general manager, mm -hmm. um, we drove through Westchester to go to Connecticut, yep. and, um, for some reason, it just looked, it looks like the towns, are, like, I'm from Westchester, Pennsylvania. Yeah, well, that's, but where, where, that's where I live right now, is Westchester, Really, yeah. yeah, I live right near, um, what is it, uh, Penn, not Penwood, no, yeah, Penwood, and oh, yeah. Wh right where, um, the Westtown School is. And yeah. I live right by Immaculata University. Really? Yeah. Drive by there all the time as well. Um, so I just wanted to ask you, how long have you been in the position that you have right so now? I came to first Philly U, now Jefferson. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just finishing up my seventh year here. Wow. Yeah, times fly by fast. And then what did you know about Philly U? Because I didn't know. I <coughs> Before coming here, I, I came here as a Jefferson like student, so right. I have no clue. But we're, we love Philly U and all of that here. So I didn't know much about it till mm -hmm. I applied. Um, I saw the position posting, and one of my friends who knew kind of what was going on with the merging of two universities said, Henry, this would be perfect for you because my career is marked with unusual things in, to do in higher ed. Yeah. And so um, I did some research, and it sounded really cool. Mm -hmm. um, I then put in my application, and next thing I know, I got a call from Jeff Camardi. Yeah. Wanted to know if I if I wanted to interview, and he and I ended up talking for 20 minutes, and I'm like, okay, I think this is a place I might like to be. And oh, that's awesome. When I got here, what was the Philly U now, the Jefferson people on yeah. the East Falls campus? They were wonderful. The faculty, the staff, it was, it was one of those unique places that you don't find many colleges and universities being like. So I was like, this is a place for me. So after 15 years in Boston, mm -hmm. left and moved down here. What were you doing in Boston? So right before I came here, I was the senior associate dean of students at uh, MIT. Wow. Uh, and before that, I was the director of residential life at Boston College. Wow. Before that, I was actually the dean for residential life at St. John's University in Queens. Yeah. So uh, I have, I've been in higher ed for about 35 yeah, years Yeah, because I wanted to ask you, like, how did you get into that? What was kind of the stepping stone that made you want to work in higher ed compared to, like, I, I guess working in, like, high school or middle school? So I originally went to college to, um, I studied uh, elementary and special education. Yeah. I was going to work with learning disabled kids. Mm -hmm. um, when I graduated, I was started my um, master's degree at Columbia University in New York. Very I was nice. planning on being a superintendent of schools. That was my job. Wow. Um, what I knew I wanted to do yeah. with my life. Mm -hmm. About halfway through my master's program, the dean of students from my uh, 
alma mater called and Dean Bozeman was like, um, we have a new dean of admissions. He really needs help on revamping how we market the school. Would you be willing to help? Yeah. So while still going to Columbia, wow. I was living in Vermont and I would commute back and forth for classes. That's crazy. It was, and I planned some of my admissions travel around my yeah. classes, which made life a little bit easier. Mm. And I realized after a year of working at the college, yeah. I really liked the higher ed environment. Yeah. Because I had been a very active uh, mm. student undergrad. Yeah. And so I got back to Columbia, finished up my master's degree, mm -hmm. focusing more on higher ed at that point. Yeah. And then got my first job at a college in Western Massachusetts. And that's, wow. that's been it. And when you were in school, did you, like, did you have any clubs or anything? Or did you not? Obviously, it doesn't sound like you had any time. Uh, um, when I was an undergrad? Well, yeah, I guess. And when <laughs> I was an undergrad, I was, we had our own uh, conduct board. So I was chairman of the, of the judicial board. Wow. I was president of the SGA. Oh, wow. Uh, I was a resident assistant for a while. And then mm -hmm. uh, my uh, RD quit. Yeah. So I became a residence director the mm -hmm. second semester of my senior year. So yeah. I was very active. I was close with the dean of students, with mm -hmm. the president of the university. He and I used to meet once a week to talk about research ideas. Dr. Wow. Pollock, he was, they were all very influential in my life in how I deal with students now and mm -hmm. how they took the time to, not just with me, but with yeah. other students. That's how I like to act yeah. now, kind of pay forward what they did for me. Totally, that's so great. Um, and then with um, working in uh, residential life versus being the dean of students, do you, which one would you say that you prefer more? Because it seems like you did a couple of times in res life. So if you can handle res life, you can handle anything in higher <laughs> ed because you truly see everything. The horror I stories, I can't even imagine. Uh, yeah. There are some interesting ones. Yeah. I think being the dean of students, I like more because I get a, a wider breadth of students. When mm. you're in residential life, you're only dealing with the on-campus students or yeah. the students who were on campus. Mm -hmm. Though at some schools like Boston College, that's 10,000 students. Yeah. But, um, I really like the dean of students because then it's a breadth of students from student leaders, mm -hmm. the students who need help. It, it, it gives you more exposure to what is really going on in the university. And then what do you think about campus engagement like here at Jefferson? Because I think especially like post-pandemic, it seems a little more difficult to get more and more heads to events, except if you have like sex toy bingo. Like I was talking to Cody Dallas <laughs> about it and he was like, yeah, like we bought um, 400, 400 bingo boards last year and it wasn't enough. So they bought 600 this year, still wasn't enough. I, I got to tell you, that is one of the craziest events that for some reason it has just caught the student culture. Yeah, here. they love uh, it. I, I think what we're really seeing right now is, um, what year did you come to Jefferson? I started in fall of 2021, so I'm oh. about to wrap up my sophomore year. So you came in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. I think what we're seeing is for two to three years, students were told you can't socialize, mm -hmm. minimal engagement with people, keep yeah. your distance, wear a mask, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And it's like we're having to retrain everybody how to be social again. Yeah. Um, I think I find Jefferson students very engaging, mm -hmm. very friendly. Um, yeah. They want to change the world. Yeah. And so their their academics is really important to them. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that they're relearning how to engage each other. Yeah. And it will take a little time. I think mm -hmm. by the time you're a senior. Yeah. All the traditions or the new traditions will mm -hmm. be back. Like I don't think Chicken Finger Thursdays is big now as it used yeah. to be. Yeah. Um, but the sex toy bingo it's is huge. huge. Yeah. And I'm sure there are going to be other things that are going to develop mm -hmm. as people get more and more comfortable of yeah. socializing. And 
we'll be back to normal. It's just going to take a little while. Yeah, and I think we're still kind of, you're right, in that transitional <coughs> phase a little bit where all of the old normals are the old normals, and we kind of have to just fill in the spots for the old normal with the new normal, yeah. you know? And with, with working with a lot of like other clubs, clubs on campus, like we did a DJ, we DJ an event for BSU and CAB, mm -hmm. and like they have so many ideas. Like the, the Rio formal that they hosted, yep. I saw they had like a dancer there. Like they're super innovative kids that go here. Yeah, without question. Yeah. And they want to be engaged, they're just trying to have it to do it on their own terms. Like mm -hmm. I knew when Philadelphia University merged with Jefferson, yeah. I told everybody that we have to have a new, we're gonna have a new culture eventually. Mm -hmm. It will take a transition. Yeah. Obviously the pandemic slowed it down, mm -hmm. but it is obviously the university culture, but students yeah. really create the culture of a, of a university. Yeah. And it's really starting to be reformed on this campus. Totally. What was the traditions, mm -hmm. maybe not, not necessarily are the traditions now, and yeah. you all will determine what we're gonna be. Yeah. It's actually kind of fun to watch from the sidelines. Oh yeah, I can't even imagine. Cause I, with, about going to a school like this, um, I feel like we're kind of in like a bubble a little because it's such, uh, the, the area is so safe and it's so comfortable. And um, I think one of the things that we don't really lack issue here even w before or after the merger is the diversity and inclusivity. Yeah. And I think especially with the legislation that's going on right now, Jefferson is really striving to just um, remain diverse and inclusive. Yeah, I find, have since I got here, Jefferson just very accepting of people who are different from them. Yeah. And whether it's how people look or how they speak or mm -hmm. what, what country they come from or what major they're studying, yeah. what part of the brain they're using, yeah. that people do get along here and they do respect mm -hmm. each other, yeah. um, which you don't find on a lot of campuses. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, we are more dynamic. Some schools, they've got their traditions, they've mm -hmm. got their their culture and nothing's ever gonna change it. Yeah, uh, like Penn State, like main campus, like they're, like that is somewhere where I think their normal hasn't changed since like their parents of the parents of the kids that are there now have exactly. gone there. Yeah. But it's interesting, I have daughters who go to the University of Pittsburgh, one mm -hmm. who graduated two years ago, one who's there now. Mm -hmm. The culture has definitely changed even from my oldest who was her freshman year because mm -hmm. of the pandemic. Yeah. That one has evolved. So I think some mm -hmm. schools will, but other ones, they're locked in. But Jefferson, the students are definitely starting to create a new norm. Yeah. And though <coughs> people might think students go away on the weekends, they mm -hmm. really don't. They're quieter because they're in their studios, uh, they're mm -hmm. in their labs, they're yeah. studying. So they're around, they're just very focused academically. But yeah. at night, they're as social as yeah. any other university would be. Yeah, totally. Like we, um, me and Bryn, the other co-general manager, did Admitted Students Day. Mm -hmm. And um, we were right next to CAB. It was literally, you walked in, it was us, and then CAB. And I was <laughs> like, oh, God, this is so scary. <laughs> but um, there was this woman grilling, like, one of the poor kids in CAB, just, like, question after question. Like, like what, where are the kids on weekends? Like, how? what's mm -hmm. transportation? Like, like, what's safety here? Like, And it's just, like, I wish that she was talking to me because I was like, I have all the answers to those questions, too. Because I, like this school i think the best word to describe it is comfortable yeah. you know and it's not like there's no like total pressure to really like go out and be crazy on the weekends and just like even like just hang out here like we love the quad like we go to the quad like all the time and host events and just hang out yeah and you take advantage of the city a lot of college students they just hang tight on their campus mm -hmm. occasionally they might say yeah villanova they might go to the philadelphia every now and then but yeah jefferson students 
they're in the city quite a bit. Uh, it, it's 100%. part of it's part of the campus. Yeah. Plus, with East Fall Station, like yes. being right there, it's just such an easy walk. And then um, my roommates and I are moving just like down the street to Park Heights for next year because yep. we're off campus. And there's another train station right there on Queen Lane, and it's just so accessible yeah. to everything. And um, I I wish that I was there at the cab table because I was like, I can give you like a, my train <laughs> like station. Um, whatever my little pamphlet i always tell students prospective students mm -hmm. in, instead of um, asking us questions yeah just walk up to a student on the sidewalk or just watch what people are doing mm -hmm. that's when you really find out as opposed to you know we're all trying to show our best foot forward when we're having admitted students day but you grab the average student and just say what do you think yeah you're going to get the same message just in a different tone, but they will know that it's real. It's not It's not just said because it's admitted student day. Yeah, and I find that really important because I know we briefly chatted in the beginning of the year because you met with all the clubs. Do you like being an av advocate for a lot of the students here that run all of these, like, I think there's, what, 60 organizations on campus between 40 or 60 or something? There's actually, the maximum I think right now is 70, I think 60 active right at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, at least I felt like I met with that many. Yeah, I can't Quite frankly, imagine. It, 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 uh, it was energizing for me because you all have so many crazy ideas. It's like, yeah. how do we help you do everything? Yeah. Um, by the way, did you ever have the Battle of the Bands? We did. We, des we definitely Good. did. It was um, last September. And then we recently, on last Friday, had the faculty versus staff and students baseball game which we had a live band there and it was great like i was i wanted to do that so badly <laughs> but i'm on the committee that's interviewing for the new provost yeah but i um afterwards i was talking to our associate dean tim butler he told me it was so much yeah fun. he um might he's actually um rin's fys uh, mentor as well okay. so they're like uh, very close i hope you all do that again that to me is like <laughs> another good new event for students to be able yeah, to have. Yeah, we, we want to try to do it annually before another club just like pulls the rug yeah. out and does it instead, but totally now, do it, it again. Was it faculty and staff or just staff against students? It was um, faculty and staff, but it was more staff. Um, I don't really know if it was any faculty almost. Mm -hmm. It was mostly staff, a lot of people. Um, Cody Dallas from upstairs yep. and then, um, but Emily Quinn was there on the sidelines <laughs> and Heather Weaver, it was like, and these are just names that I so commonly drop, but if yeah. I drop them anywhere else, nobody would know because I, and I think that's what's great about being active on campus is mm -hmm. I have all of these resources that I know about, which is kind of why I'm doing this podcast a little bit and having these heads and these names just so they, students can listen to it all like eight of my listeners on yeah. Spotify to feel more comfortable and not be afraid of having conversation. See, and this is where if you can do this more often, mm -hmm. our faculty actually love engaging the students. Yeah. You just need to give them a reason for why to engage. So mm -hmm. if it's, we want to play against you in wiffle ball, softball, yeah. whatever, and it was advertised more, I know you'd get more than jumping yeah. out. Yeah, it, it just, um, we're kind of still just coming up from yep. the bottom a little bit, but um, we totally wanted to have, I think, we ended up having at least 14 or 15 students. We partnered up with Sigma Nu, and <laughs> yeah, um, Ren is like really close with uh, one of the members, in it, and um, he was the announcer, uh -huh. and then our other friend, um, th oh, they're both named Austin, yep. so it was like Austin Austin running it. But with the faculty, like I think there was like nine, and every single one of them was like, you have to do this next year. Like we had RD Tom, <laughs> and he was like, he said to Austin, who's also an RA, yep. he was like, he's like, we're doing this with kickball in the spring. It's fun. Kickball, yeah, fun right? Too. And I think that's what, what's so interesting is like we just were able to kind of just pull that and like have 
staff participate in it where you could go to a university where it's just like people in suits and it's like scared to go upstairs yeah. you know i really believe if you give faculty especially the faculty here and even some of the senior staff if you mm -hmm. give them a reason or a way to engage yeah. with students where they're active where mm -hmm. it isn't just a social event where you're just kind of standing around yeah they jump at that because then they get to see students as they are outside the classroom or mm -hmm. the labs or the studios and you also get to see them as real people which yeah you know, and they're they're real characters when you get to know them. Yeah, and it, it's like funny because um, <coughs> I keep talking about Cody, but it's just like when I went up to bat, like we joked around a little bit. Me and Bryn were the different coaches. Yeah, I had struck up, and he was like, "Do you want to go two for two or something <laughs> like that?" And um, like R D Tom was going off at like some one of the other like Sigma new boys, and yep. we had like a bunch of people and like a crowd that were like, "Oh, like go like Tom and stuff." <laughs> so it and it's nice to have moments of community like yep. that. Because, like, my brother is in the middle of the college process right mm -hmm. now, and he is, like, so scared. He's going to Temple. Yeah. And he was like, well, you know, I'm so nervous. Like, I don't want to be, like, weird and join any of the clubs and, you know, put, like, a huge target on your back. And I was like, do it. Like, put the target on your back. Yeah. Um, and then I just always like to ask this. Mm -hmm. I'm, like, really, like, a nerd about TV. Are you okay. watching anything, like, good right now? Oh, God. I feel like my uh, wife and I are all over the place with um, people keep recommending new shows to us. Yeah. Um, what was uh, You? We were really big into. Yeah, I never finished it. That um, was the end of that. Oh, you got it. I do? Okay, yeah. totally. They really left it like they could continue it, but you really mm -hmm. feel like they're done. Yeah. Um, so we there was that. I just watched Obsession because I just heard about that. That's like a really short mini series yeah, one. That, that, that one was a little freaky. Yeah. Um, and what was the, the uh, one my wife just had us start recently? Uh, the last thing he said. And what was what's that Je about? Jennifer Garner. It's mm -hmm. on Netflix. Okay. Or no, I'm sorry. It's on Apple TV. Mm -hmm. And it's about this woman whose husband just suddenly disappears. Wow. As the company's being indicted mm -hmm. for in insider trading, but leaves him like a million dollars in cash. And yeah. It's wow. It it's like it's definitely a mystery, but it, that one's really interesting. Yeah. But, um. Truth be known, when I'm not doing that, I love watching History Channel. Oh. I'm, I'm a real history geek. Yeah. But I also love cartoons. Like, I sit and... Yeah, me I, too. I yeah. still watch Bugs Bunny cartoons. Yeah. Um, I grew up watching... Well, I grew up... My daughters grew up watching The Simpsons with me. Yeah. Um, I even will still watch Disney um, mm. movies when the kids aren't around Cars <laughs> too. Yeah, um, so good. Yeah, I just... All that kind of stuff. But you know mm. what it is? It's for... An hour, hour and a half, you just kind of forget about yeah. what's bothering you. And a little escape, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. You have fun. I mean, mm -hmm. you watch um, Shrek. And Love Shrek, yeah. You catch all the, the uh, adult comedy that you yeah. get when you were younger. Yeah, yeah. it's so funny. It is, it yeah. is. Uh, my, my friends always make fun of me because I'm always like, my one of my favorite shows is South Park. I'm like an I'm an avid 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 South Park fan, and um, I get all of my friends who just kind of like turn their nose at it because they see that it's animated and um, like for like for the Rick and Morty people made Solar Opposites, which yeah. is another one of my favorite shows. And um, one of my friends told me watching it was like, oh, that's so weird. And then I get like a text like three days later, and it's like, oh my god, I just finished both seasons of that show. And I was like, you need to just like lay back and like yeah. calm down and just like watch it but i i totally agree though i yeah. think it's just nice escape when you get hooked you get hooked i mean personally for me i grew up watching bugs bunny i've been collecting bugs bunny uh, paraphernalia yeah. since i was 11 so mm -hmm. i have i have the cells i have like so many different things from yeah. Bugs Bunny. but again it's just a way to kind of forget yeah and disconnect from 
everything going on and then mm -hmm. just relax for a few minutes. I wanted to ask, because I was talking to um, Dale Michaels about this on the previous podcast, and he doesn't, he said he doesn't like shows like involving like therapy and therapeutic <laughs> ways. And I thought that was funny. Do you, are you not really into watching anything like collegiate? Oh, no, what is that show? My wife just had us watching. It's on Apple TV too. It, it's all about counseling. Or Shrinking. Therapy. Shrinking. Yeah. That's actually kind of funny. I've been trying to get into it. I love Jason Siegel. He, like, lives here, which is crazy. I'm actually trying to imagine what Dale Michaels would be like if you put him in. We talked about characters. it on the on the podcast, on the episode, because I asked him. I was like, did you watch Shrinking on Apple TV yet? Did you get into that? And um, he was like, no, that's actually – I think he said that's the one he wants to watch. Because it makes – it shows counselors being human also and mm -hmm. having their own problems yeah. and how to figure out life. And, yeah. and it, it just – it's it's a it's – a funny show yeah see when i think of um like dean i always think of i don't know if you've seen community yes but yeah i always think of dean pelton and I, I wanted to ask if you had seen that and what your kind of thoughts on that were so i any <laughs> movies making fun of of uh dean of students in high red I, yeah i've always found them amusing i still mm, do you know yeah. my friends are constantly quoting you know movies about you know me as being the dean of students <laughs> the, the only show that i would never watch uh Oh, I'm going to forget. It was about the students that were all super intelligent. Um, 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 I'm trying to think. Young of uh, Sheldon was. Uh, oh. Uh, young Sheldon was a spinoff show from it. I can't think of the name. Oh, of Big it. Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. Yeah. I couldn't watch that show because it reminded me too much of the students at MIT. Because <laughs> they actually they are exactly like the students at oh, MIT. Oh, that's scary. And I, I kind of felt like I was at work all the time when yeah. I was watching it. So. My daughters, my and my wife, they love that show, but I just could not sit there and watch it because I felt like I was working. Yeah, that's I couldn't even imagine. I can't like watch anything where I where it resembles me too much, so I kind of yeah. get it. Like one of my favorite movies of all time is like Lady Bird, but then I watch it, and I'm like, oh, that was just how I was like when I was 17. Yeah. Um. But another recommendation, if you want to get into yeah. it, um, Barry on HBO. Totally. The fourth season is airing right now. It's this actor. No, I always mess this up. It's a hitman. He wants to be an actor. <laughs> and all of my friends are in the middle of watching it right now because that's another one. I was like, guys, we got to watch this. Yep. And now we're all uh, almost caught up. So if you have any free time, definitely watch Barry. Okay, yeah, because I have to tell you, most of the stuff that's on regular TV now is... I don't yeah. like cable. I mean, I think Abbott Elementary is kind of that diamond in the rough yeah. a little bit. Um, and then I also, I just like to ask uh, all of my guest if you had the attention of the world for five minutes what would you say the attention of the world mm -hmm. i would probably say be kind to each other we've kind of lost totally uh how to be kind i mean people can have different political views and still respect each other definitely you know? so what if you like this person on this extreme or that extreme mm -hmm. that's okay you can still be human to each other uh you can have different faith traditions you can have different values of money but just to be pleasant to each other hello mm -hmm. wish them the best you yeah. know that would be the thing because i think if we did a little more of that the extreme views that we might have to each other might seem less like you still have them but you you learn how to respect people yeah and how to really i always tell people that um loving somebody is really hoping the best for them yeah and really that's what i think if people could just get to hoping the best for another person whatever mm -hmm. it is that they want to do with their life that would be what i would i would tell people to do and yeah i, I think there are some leaders who are trying to do that around the world mm -hmm. uh, whether they're political or just activists mm -hmm. um, 
but we're just not listening hard enough. We need to, yeah. to do that. I mean, sure, people hear the Pope, and of course he has to say <laughs> that. But I think there, there's a lot more people in around the world who are saying we just have to be kinder to each other. And yeah. And that's that would be my big message. Yeah, and I think that's so important. And then thinking about like empathy and just being in other people's shoes. Yeah. But I, I really like that. I think I don't I don't think that we're listening hard enough. And I think that we as a as a society. But I think it's good to start small. And I know here we even have a bunch of student activists. Yeah. Like um, they recently I know Bridge had <coughs> the um anti-gun in philadelphia yes. and it's just like little events like that like if you go like that's one person's mind change so i do i think that's very important and to me i mean i have friends who who are gun advocates and and they actually are phenomenal shots and they enjoy hunting and mm -hmm. i respect them for that and i also respect my friends who are very anti-gun but they have their own reasons and mm -hmm. you can respect both sides without saying that one's you know there's something wrong with the other yeah. What I do like, and I've told every college president this, is that activism is good on a college campus mm -hmm. because the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. Yeah. So if students are protesting something on any side, mm -hmm. that means that they're engaged, they care about the community, they care about the university. So you may not like what they're an activist for, but mm -hmm. at least you know that they care about where they are. And that's if you start with care, everything else can be worked on. Yeah, and I think that's, and you're right, because I feel like some people just view activism as like torches and pitchforks, you know, and it I think it's sad. Well, to me, you know, people love to have rallies and protests. Yeah. What I told my, my daughters were very active in, in uh, the pink hat movement after mm -hmm. the uh, 2016 election. Yeah. And I said to, to my oldest daughter, I was mm -hmm. like, this is great that you're going to do this march today. Yeah. But what are you going to do tomorrow and next week and the week after mm -hmm. towards your cause? Like, protesting, marching yeah. doesn't really do anything. What are you actually going to do to make things happen? Mm -hmm. The protest just tells people you, you are interested. Yeah. It's how you keep moving forward is the important part. And yeah. And that's how you change a community. Mm -hmm. However you want it to be, that's how you, you make positive change. Yeah. And I think, and you're right, that positive change is what is what's so important about it. And I think it's just so many people are feel that they're fueled off hate and anger. Like, yeah. I know a lot of people who are even just kind of, are just angry because they feel like th that they owe somebody something or mm -hmm. they, you know, or somebody owes them something. And I just think, you know, it's it has to be a collaborative movement. You have to yeah. kind of, even though you feel that you're oppressed, you kind of have to tie in with the oppressor and yeah. work together a little bit. As I said, I, I'm a history geek and mm -hmm. I love politics. I love studying politics, not yeah. playing it. But when you look at, at U.S. history, even mm -hmm. the most recent history, the most effective our Congress is is when the two sides who are completely separate, but when they come to find that common ground to make a positive change for the United States, that's when they're at their best. Yeah. When there are everyone's at the extremes, nothing's getting done. But when you look at, at what has happened even in the last 50 years in the United States, 60 years, mm. when they found the middle ground, yeah. that's when the good stuff always happens. Yeah, so I really hope that we'll kind of, even though it'll probably be baby steps for the next 50 years. Well, that, that's the whole thing is if people uh, yeah. at the college level start mm. learning how to find the middle ground, compromising with yeah. each other. Compromising isn't losing. It's, it's working towards the greater good. Yeah. You do that now by the time mm. you are the people running the United States, yeah. running the businesses, running mm. the hospitals, the yeah. architectural firms, design, whatever. You're the people who are going to make the change. Yeah, and I and I try to tell like 
as many people as I can that when we see something on the news that's like extremely harrowing, it's like once we, you know, kind of just shove our foot in the door a little bit, that's when, you know, cream always rises to the top. Well, and remember, nobody watches the news to be bored. For yeah. They, they want to see things that are going to get them going. That's that's why all these shows do so well, because mm-hmm. even the, the, you know, the, the Jerry Springer shows, they, they put on the extremes because yeah. it entertains people. Yeah. People don't want to be entertained by, wow, look what really happened well today. Yeah, no. And it's like, we one of our, my friends and I favorite shows, we watch Survivor a lot. Like, oh that God, yeah. that's extreme. Like, we watched the season with, like, Colton, who got the appendicitis, and it's like, <laughs> and it's like Jersey Shore. When you have all these shows, you're right, with these, like, extremes, and it's like, that's what people are going to want to watch. Yeah, yeah. See, and I can't wa- stand watching shows like that. The show that I'd actually love absolutely watching is Ted Lasso. I haven't gotten into that. So I recommend everybody get into it because mm-hmm. it's all about people being decent to each other. Why It's still funny. It's yeah. still edgy. But in the end, when you're done with it, it's like, wow, people were actually nice to each other mm-hmm. while still being human and yeah. still having differences. So yeah. I, I recommend that everybody should watch Ted Lasso. This is the last season, but it's like mm-hmm. you actually feel good after you're done watching it, yeah. no matter who you are. So yeah, I know they focus a lot on like mental health and stuff like that. They, they focus in on a lot of crazy things, always surrounded by soccer or mm-hmm. human dynamics, yeah. you know, dating, mental health, mm-hmm. drinking, but it's always within a context of fun. It's not yeah. like a lecture kind of thing, and it's not forcing an agenda. It's more of this is just life, yeah. and by the way, these things go on in our life. But everybody's really nice and, and to each yeah. other at the same time. And I like television shows that have that, like, core where they walk you. It's kind of like, it's like a children's show a little bit where they have, like, a topic that they'll focus on for a specific episode. And, like, without a way of making people listen, they do. And they yeah. find stuff like that. And they'll throw in a couple, like, curse bombs, you know, yeah. little drinking, smoking, whatever. And then you have this beautiful piece of media that comes out. And it's like you, you, you learn a message from it, you know. It's like. You had Friends in the 90s. You had Seinfeld in the 90s. Yeah. It was always edgy, but it was always, you, you didn't feel bad. You didn't, weren't angry. It was just like, that mm-hmm. was funny or I enjoyed myself. Yeah. That's what Ted Lasso is. You just enjoy yourself for that 45-minute episode. Mm-hmm. And I think if we have more of those, yeah. you know, even Stranger Things was, you know, a little yeah. edgy. But um, you didn't feel bad when you were done uh, watching. You might have been like, what's next? But that's, yeah. you know, that's really what you need. Sorry, I did not mean to just get vlogged out of here. But, um, yeah, no, I totally agree. I think, and it is, I, when everybody works together, I, mean, I think that's really, really important. Yeah. I, d- I didn't finish Stranger Things either. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> no. I, I can't see how they're going to make the final series because yeah. the, the, what were, you know, kids in, in beginning of high school, mm-hmm. the beginning of it. Yeah. They're now in their mid twenties, late twenties. Yeah. It just is going to seem weird. But it is weird, and it's it's like weird for me to watch it, and like uh, I think even just like my generation is because like we grew up with the kids on Stranger Things, yeah. and it's like I couldn't imagine like the the way that I am like now being like a senior in high school. It just is. I don't yeah. know how they're going to pull that off, but I I think shows like that, like what other one did I just watch? Um, that was super like enlightening. Um. Succession, not really enlightening. A lot of like, that's all just brief, brief pieces and whatever. Yeah. I watched some Veep, and I think think that's what I watched. That's really enlightening a little bit. Enlightening, funny. Yeah. Again, it, it's how do they, 
how do they have it be uh, entertaining but also amusing? It's not like yeah. you walk away going, oh, God, I'm, I'm, I'm spent after watching that. Yeah, because there's so much. Like, that's Barry. Barry, like, I, I watch it every Sunday because my friends aren't kind of caught up. I watch it alone with my, like, um, soundproof headphones. <laughs> and then I'll just sit there in complete silence for 30 minutes afterwards. And it's like nobody talked to me, nobody speak to me. I need to get more into, like, feel good. Like, um, like I like baking shows, too. Yeah, yeah. those are always good, too. Well, I won't keep you any longer. Okay. Dean Humphreys, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to chat with me, and don't be a stranger. Thank you. This, Like I said, this is the first time I ever did this. Yeah. I would be glad to do it again in the future. Oh, we would love to have you back. Excellent. Perfect. Thank you.